When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast as a part of the Keep Pounding Podcast Network where you can find shows such as Embrace Debate or Inside the Vault and powered by the Fans First Sports Network or on YouTube at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Uh, my name is Ryan Frick, and always alongside me for our episodes of the Cat Cave is our co-host, Shannon Smith. Shannon, what's going on, bud? How's everything going for you, man? Everything's going good, man. Let's go to another week of the same. Yeah, another week of the same old <laughs> yes the carolina panthers lose once again this time it was on thursday night football to the chicago bears led by ted nugent i'm sorry tyson badgett <laughs> oh uh, man <laughs> because they were saving justin fields one more week to play the lions this coming weekend so let's go ahead and start off on defense because once again the, at least the stat line is pretty respectable for this defense. Shannon, give us give us your thoughts on, on the defensive performance here. And you know, the Carolina Panthers lost to the Bears. Okay, now, I know you watch baseball, right, Ryan? Yeah. Okay, so you know how it is when you have, when I say run support, right? Yep. So the Carolina Panthers defense laid it perfectly, laid the foundation, did what they were supposed to do, they just couldn't get any run support from the offense. And so that's what happens. You know, we, we talk about good defenses. You know, you talk about wonderful defenses in past and the present of the NFL. A lot of those defenses had very reliable offenses that put points on the board and helped out the defense. But I didn't see that in Carolina. The defense played good, even though they did let by a touchdown. Yeah. But it's just the fact of, you know, when you're trying to play good defensive football, when the offense can't put points on the board, it makes your defense obsolete. Your defense gets tired. They get beat up. They get banged up, which was the story because of the Bears running game beat up on Carolina's defense because their defense was out on the field too long. Yeah, when you look at the stat line for the Bears, their biggest two producers on this offense – we're Carolina Panthers last season. Deontay Foreman, 80 carries uh, or 80 yards on 21 carries. Wasn't a great yard per carry average, but no. he did find the end zone in that game. Yes. Uh, DJ Moore was your leading receiver for the Bears. Five catches, 58 yards. They held Tyson Badgett to just 162 passing yards. The defense is doing everything they can. But like you said, when you are on the field for the majority of the game, uh, you, you, are, you are going to give up games like this especially yes. when you're not getting the run support 
from the offense. When you look on third down efficiency for the Chicago Bears, 6 of 15, not quite 50%, but that was still six third downs that they got, uh, first downs they got on third down, uh, not really sloppy, only seven penalties for the Bears. But when you look at this Panthers offense, when you talk about the lack of run support for the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young once again struggles. Yes. 185 yards passing, no touchdowns. Now, fortunately for him, he did not turn the ball over in this game, although he took three sacks. Yes. Uh, but, you know, when you look at the offense, again, 185 yards, you're not going to have a lot of a lot of receivers producing. Uh, Adam Thielen was not your leading receiver because the leading receiver had one catch for 45 yards, but Thielen had 42 yards receiving in this game. You look at the run game here. Chuba mm-hmm. Hubbard, your leading running back, only had nine carries in this game. 2.6 yards per carry average, uh, but he only got nine carries compared to 38 passing attempts. Um, your, your touchdown in this game came from a 79-yard punt return from Amir Smith-Morset. I don't understand. Now, we, we, now again, I, let, let me rephrase. I understand the offensive line is beat up. Yep. I understand the offensive line struggles yes. throughout this season. Yes. But there is no balance to this offense. None. None whatsoever. When you look at your leading running back getting nine carries compared to 38 passing attempts by your quarterback, the game was not out of hand. No. The Panthers led for yes. the majority of the first half. Exactly. Why? Did Thomas Brown and company decide not to try to focus on the run game here? I have no idea, man, for real. Especially with the fact that Chupa Hubbard has been an integral part of this offense. I mean, he's done very good on the ground. He's a grinded out back. I, I don't know if Carolina thought that it would be better to throw the ball more with – They've had trouble on the offensive side of the ball throwing the football. Last week was a clinic in that. And also, as you can see as well, too, the defense actually – the defense had no sacks. uh, Carolina's defense had no sacks whatsoever. And Chicago's defense got there. Bryce held the ball a little too long a couple times, and that's what led to three of those sacks. But getting – Getting to what you were talking about, and I'll leave that. I'll leave that alone because we're talking about the run game. I'll, I'll get to that later. My bad. But with the yeah. running game now, on the other hand, I don't know what they were that why they abandoned it. It just seemed to me like they abandoned the running game, and I, I don't know why. That that one I can't answer. It's it's head scratching. It's it's beard scratching. Like I just, I'm at a loss for words. This game, by the Bears beating the Panthers. They have gotten that much closer to getting the number one overall pick while winning the game. Yep. Thanks to their first round pick that the Panthers traded along with five catch for 58 yards, DJ Moore in this game. I just I'm 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 starting to be at a loss at this point. Like I understand that that injuries have been a problem. Listen, yes. I'm if you're watching this on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel, I'm watching wearing my South Carolina gear tonight. Because if there's somebody, if there's anybody that understands what injuries can do to a football season for a team, it is a South Carolina fan. I mean, they've, they've gone through a, the entire starting lineup and a, an entire backup run, uh, offensive line down here in Columbia this season. Mm-hmm. 
But the Panthers have to have athletes and football players that are NFL caliber that you can line up and just get some yards. Yes. I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what the right answer is. Like, I know I'm probably probably sounding uh, like a negative Nate, but at the end of the day, you're not going to win games when you don't have balance on offense. When you look even beyond that, three for 15 on third downs. When you talk about not giving run support to the defense, you talk about keeping the defense off the field, getting the defense off the field. Um, the defenses gave up six first downs on third. Mm-hmm. The offense only got three, only extended drives on third down three times out of 15 times. They kept the defense on the field. And yes. you cannot win games if you do not have balance on offense and you cannot keep the defense off the field. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at what Deontay Foreman done for Tyson Baggin. Look what he done for him. He put 80 yards on the ground and was able to get into the end zone. You know, Tyson's a rookie just like uh, Bryce's. And Tyson definitely was not the starter for this squad. He just fell on and injured Justin Fields and got onto the field because, well, they had no choice but to start him. And so, but he, but still, Deontay Foreman went out there and bailed out his rookie quarterback, got into the end zone, was able to produce more and get extend more plays. So this is what I'm saying right here. A man that played for Carolina a year ago, and help that offense is now helping another team get another victory against the squad that you were on. I mean, when you look at that stat line, Deontay Foreman averaged just under four yards a carry. Yes. But they fed him the ball. Yes. 21 carries versus 33 pass attempts for Tyson Badgett. Okay. Right. You tried to get in the ball. You tried to create balance. When your leading running back has nine carries in a game that you lose 16 to 13. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like you had to abandon the run because you were down three scores in the first quarter. Nope. They had every opportunity. Just find a way. If you can't run at the middle, go to the outside. If the outside's not working, go to the other side, find ways to get the running backs involved, find ways to get the running game involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Bryce Young had three carries in this game. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, it's and, more and, of the same. It's and look more at, of the same. And looking at it like this, I, I got to thinking really, really hard about, once again, that wonderful take that you had last week when you were talking about if Carolina should sit Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing right here. They better not. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because if you put Andy Dalton with that offensive line, the only thing that saves Bryce Young – with this offensive line is the fact that he has quick feet. If Bryce yeah. Young did not have quick feet, if Bryce Young was not able to improvise with his feet, he'd be a sitting duck. And Andy Dalton, if they start that man with that offensive line right there, he'd be a sitting duck. That man would be eating his food out of a straw for the rest of his life because he doesn't have the improvisational ability with his feet that Bryce Young does. And that's the reason why Bryce Young is able to continue some of these drives and continue this offense on down the field. I don't see Andy Dalton being able to do that. I mean, his arm, mind you, say whatever you want to, Andy Dalton can get it done with his arm. That's why he plays quarterback. 
But yeah. he can't get it done with his feet, especially with this new age defense that's going on with the new age offenses that are happening right now. There's no way he could do it. He'd be a sitting duck in that defense, and Carolina would be foolish to start him. I mean, it sounded wonderful what you said. It sounds great. Now, not saying that in a bad way. I get why you feel the way you feel, but I'm just telling you, it would be it'd be disastrous. It I mean, be. I don't think I don't think it I don't think it really matters if it's Andy Dalton or Bryce Young back there, because if you're not going to create balance on the offense, you could I mean you could have you could have Tom Brady, you could have Peyton Manning, you could have sure. Lamar Jackson, you can have uh, Philip uh, Philip Rivers, you could have I mean name name the quarterback. You could have anybody you want back there. Yeah. And if you can't establish the run and you put all the weight on the on the on the arm of a quarterback, uh, especially a rookie quarterback, yes, it's gonna it's you're gonna turn into games like this one. And especially when you don't necessarily have the weapons on offense, which brings me to the next point. Mm-hmm. ESPN's David Newton reported earlier this week that the Panthers not only attempted to get T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. but they also made a call about acquiring Devontae Adams from the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, obviously, neither took place. A matter of fact, the Denver Broncos were sellers at the trade deadline, couldn't get rid of their guys, and good for them because they just beat the band, the, the, the Buffalo Bills on right. Monday Night Football. Who so, saw that coming? I do, you, do you think, first of all, I, I guess this is a two-part question. Quite part one is, do you think the fact that they didn't have the trade capital is that the reason why they couldn't make a deal happen to get one of these guys? And part two is, 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 is this team different with a guy like Devontae Adams or T. Higgins playing wide receiver for this team? I would say that the first part, the answer to the first part of your question, I don't really think they had the trade capital, the capital to do it. I didn't see that coming. Now you look at Devontae Adams, who was catching passes on my man, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy's not the same guy that he was with my San Francisco 49ers, and plus he doesn't have the offense that he used to have in San Francisco, which is one thing. Now, granted, Devontae Adams is a wonderful receiver and caught passes from the great Aaron Rodgers and did very, very well in Green Bay. Now, I'm not taking that away from him, but the fact that the Raiders have him now and it just seems like he's just a relic on that squad that's not that great, do you think I mean, Aiden O'Connell's a better quarterback for Devontae Adams and Jimmy Garoppolo or than Bryce Young? Bryce would be a whole lot better quarterback. Let's just be let's just be honest. Bryce would be a whole lot better quarterback. Absolutely. That would be a great selling point, but the rest of the team is not. Nope. So that that's the only thing he'd have going for him. You'll be catching passes from Bryce Young and who has a very, very ups who can who can have an upstart in the league because he's so young. But O'Connell, I don't see that in him because of the situation that he's in. Jimmy Garoppolo has had the, the the injuries that he's had. I watched Jimmy play for years. Love Jimmy. Love him to death. But, dog, I think it's time that you fade to black on this one here. Do you Jay-Z and fade to black <laughs> and go from there? And the second part of your question there also, too, um, which I look at and I'm just like, <sighs> I, I have to sit back and think on that one because I listen. I, I'll, I'll answer the question for you. I don't think the team looks different. I don't think no. you give. I Absolutely don't think if you not. add Devonte Adams or T Higgins, no. I don't think the team looks different. Yeah. Because again, you you could add Christian McCaffrey back to this offense. Yes, you can. If you're, if you're not going 
to, if you're not going to commit to creating balance on offense, and I, I, that might be the title of this show, balance yes. on offense. Yes. Uh, because if you're, if you're not going to commit to creating balance on offense, you're going to have games like you had this week. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, as a Panthers fan, it's infuriating it to is. watch a team that's got talent on offense. That's yes. got, it's got guys who can go out and make plays. I mean, they've shown they've been able to go out and score points against teams this year. This is not a bad squad, man. I mean, and, and that's the bad part about it. If this were Arizona that we were talking about, if this were the Arizona Cardinals, yes, I'm being biased because I'm a 49ers fan, but Arizona, if you watch Arizona play, you would say the same thing. This is not a squad that is poorly built. This is a squad that actually looks very well paper-wise, but that's the reason why you play games on the field and not on paper because you figure out what you've got, who's whose strategy, this, that, and the third. You figure that out. But Arizona was a dumpster fire from the get-go because of the fact that they don't know who to put a quarterback. You traded your quarterback, and now he's doing well in Minnesota. Your scheme didn't work for this guy, but he goes somewhere else and dude rocks it out there on the field. That's got to be a shot in you. That's got to be a big – the egg is on your face on that one right there. But Arizona was a dumpster fire from the get-go. I saw that coming from what I've seen from them. And, you know, and no disrespect to T. Higgins, no disrespect to Devontae Adams because they're very good receivers. I think T. Higgins is good where he's at in Cincinnati because Cincinnati's getting a uh, getting a shot back in the arm, which, to be honest with you, they wasn't fooling me with anything. I knew that they were going to start gaining momentum after they beat my 49ers. I yeah. saw that coming. They're a very good squad with a very yeah. wonderful quarterback. Now, Joe has his trouble with the offensive line as well, too. Joe's ran for his life on that offense. He has been since he joined the, since he came to the league. And that and that's what tells you right there, though. That's what tells you. But see, Joe was able to get to a Super Bowl on top of that, too. Joe was able to get to a Super Bowl, which, honestly, they need to protect that young man by all, with all due respect. They have to protect Joe because Joe is a monster out there. When he's playing – you can tell, and he has the weapons because he's got wonderful. He's got weapons. Javar Chase, he's got T. Higgins, Joe Mixon in the backfield. They've got a very capable defense. But once again, Joe will put points on the board with yeah. a defense that may not be as good as the Panthers' defense. But Joe will put points on the board. This offense right here is letting this defense down, and it's not good. No, it's funny the two teams that you mentioned, Arizona. Did get Kyler Murray back this week, and I believe they were able to come back and beat the Falcons yeah. and the Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals somehow dropped their game against the Texans. Yeah, the same Texans team that this Panthers team holds a holds a victory over. Um, was able to knock off the Bengals. You know, you talked about this team isn't poorly built. Is this team poorly coached at this point? Like, I don't see another explanation outside of poor coaching. I would have to say so. I mean, you know, and as much as I look at it, you know, I've seen the comments of, you know, uh, certain certain viewers of the show saying, hey, give this coaching staff time. Frank Reich fell on the sword for his offensive coordinator so he wouldn't look like he's obsolete with this jumpstart young offense. Listen, after the win against Houston, Carolina has shown you that they've been able to lose games by squads that they should beat. That Colts game should have been a win. Should have been a win. The Chicago game should have been a win. It should have been a win. That should have been three games that Carolina would have won in succession going into this next week. That could have got Carolina some momentum. 
that probably would have got Carolina's wheels going. But those were games that they should have won, regardless of how you feel about this. Yeah, the three, the the two pick sixes were not good at all, which were in the were plays that where you have to look at Bryce mm-hmm. and say, "Bro, why are you throwing the ball there?" Then you got to look at the line and wonder what are you guys doing. I mean, when my guys, Trent Williams, when guys are running away from your line, you saw the take right there from the guy from Jacksonville. Ran away from Trent Williams. He ran away from that man. He don't want to get blocked from him. I don't see that with Carolina. I don't see it. Nope. And it's just and it's demoralizing. It's heartbreaking, man. I just, you know, when, when you think about where this team was last year under under Steve Wilkes, yes. I just, you you can't help but to wonder, if Steve Wilkes should not have gotten, the, I, I still I believe before they hired Frank Wright that Wilkes deserved a shot at the job, and I, mm-hmm. I, I to this day I will never understand why he didn't get the shot. Um, as of right now, after a one and eight start, I don't know if if Frank Reich was the right guy for the job. You give him, you, I think you give him the end of this year, and you give him next year, and if he starts off this poorly next season. I think you start have to asking questions if maybe it's time to to move on, and and the fans are starting to ask the same questions. Yes. The fans attempted, and, and I like didn't happen, right? But the fans attempted to create a protest called March on Mint, where they were going to walk up Mint Street protesting how poorly this team has been playing. Yeah, I, have you ever heard of anything like this? Where like we're we're in mid season, <laughs> and there is a team with a rookie quarterback yes. with a new coaching staff. And the fans are ready to march in protest. I mean, have you ever heard of anything like this before? I have not, man. And I'll tell you what, though. I will say this. Kudos to these um, fans for not doing it. And the reason why they didn't do it is because kids were playing in Bank of America Stadium. There was a kids exhibition football game. I knew a few people that had their children from my area in, in North Wilkesboro. They went to Charlotte and their kids were playing in that showcase. I, I got to commend the fans for not doing it and making fools of themselves in front of these young people and their families. So I got to give credit where credit is due. But no, I've never heard of this at all, man. I mean, this kind of tells you exactly how these fans were. These fans were very invested in this squad from from preseason and for them to get the output that they're getting they're letting them know that you guys are this we were hyped up you gassed us up for this i'm so glad that you called it gassing up because i feel like we've been gaslit at this point to think that this team was going to be better than it was last year and i you know we were we, we were a game we were a game away from the playoffs last season yes and uh, instead of sort of building on what they had, they blew it up, and it clearly isn't working. I guess we talk about poor coaching. The question at some point has to come up: Are we looking at poor ownership? Like ever since ever since this team was purchased by David Tepper, yes, we the Panthers have not made the playoffs. Nope, nope. This has got to be a front office. It's got to be squarely front office now. I know that people are out there seeing those stats of C.J. Stroud. They're seeing what C.J. Stroud is doing with the Houston Texans. And, yeah, the Houston Texans were a dumpster fire. The Houston Texans were picking consistently in the top five of the past three drafts for a reason. 
They're not a good squad, but C.J. Stroud is setting rookie records like nobody's business and will more than likely win Office Rookie of the Year, and rightfully so. But with that being said, Ryan, with that being said, you said it and you brought it up earlier. You stick anybody in that offense right there. They're not having the numbers that they're going to be having. I don't care who you are. And if you put C.J. Stroud with that offense right there, he'd be struggling, and Bryce Young probably would be eating in Houston right now too. So that, that to me, I, I kind of find that that argument a little bit, you know, irrational. So when that's brought up, oh, you know, Carolina should have never drafted Bryce Young. They should have never done that. They should have never got this guy. Listen. We would be having this same discussion had C.J. Stroud would have been taken number one in the draft and not Bryce Young. Bryce Young would more than likely be looking at Offensive Rookie of the Year. In his heart of hearts, does he think that? He might. And But do you blame him for thinking that way, though? No. I mean, listen, in fairness, you talk about rookie quarterbacks. Will Levis has found success in Tennessee. Now, granted, he's, he's, I think he's one and two as a starter. Yes. But his first game, he was he looked like he looked like he's going to be a, a Rookie of the Year candidate. And he was uh, slept on too. And he was I mean, slept on. Tyson Badgett's a prime example of a guy who's two and one as a rookie uh, until Justin Fields comes back probably this week. Um, you know, I'm with you. I've seen the argument thrown around. Well, CJ Stroud is a better quarterback. Well, no, no. The, the 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 situation would be reversed. Everybody would be wondering why CJ Stroud is struggling when there was a Heisman Trophy winner that everybody wanted lighting the world up over in Houston. So, yeah. I I don't want to say we got the right guy or the wrong guy just yet. But the idea that like ownership cares about making money more than more so than than putting a quality team on the field, like I feel like because I mean he's got his hands in a lot of other baskets, right? We got a soccer team in Charlotte now. Yeah. Um, there's there's so much going on uh, around this owner that I feel like he's he, first of all he's stretching himself too thin, mm-hmm. uh, but additionally I think we're going to wind up having a. a Unfortunately, a Jerry Jones, a, a Mark Davis type situation mm-hmm. here in Charlotte where we are going to wonder when we are going to be good again. Because if we yeah. talked about preseason, there was a time this year where we thought that we had a legitimate shot to come back after last season and win this division. And we talked about it on the bye week that this division was not out of reach two weeks ago. Right but now it is. Oh, it's over. Uh, you know, the Falcons obviously aren't as good as they were. Mm-mm. Believe it or not, if anything, the Bucks probably have a better chance than anybody else to win this division again behind, behind Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield, who started with Baker. the Panthers last year. Exactly. At so the beginning of the season. And that's another thing right there. So everybody can get off Baker Mayfield's back now. Uh, now, mind you, he's no Saints. He's no wonderful guy. But can you sit back here and say that the problems that Carolina was having last year were they squarely on Baker Mayfield? You probably got to look at this squad and realize maybe that's a big no. I mean, Baker, I'm not going to sit out here and say that Baker Mayfield's a top 15 quarterback in the league. Same. He's, he's, he's probably more 20 to 32, mm-hmm. right? He's serviceable. He's, he's winning games. He's, he's getting his guys involved. Rashad White, the yes. running back, is looking fantastic yes. as the season goes along. So the Bucks, you're probably looking at a two-headed Bucks Saints for the NFC South, but there's still a very high likelihood yeah. that the winner of this division will will win this division with a losing record. Uh, but we do have something good to look forward to this week, or at least maybe going forward. Cornerback J.C. Horn, former Gamecock, uh-huh. and 
Tight end Ian Thomas, both designated to return from injured reserve. Uh, Ian Thomas, a better blocking tight end, uh, probably the best blocking tight end the Panthers have. Uh, J.C. Horn, we've we've talked about in the past, a guy that cannot stay healthy. Nope. Uh, hopefully he can come back in. Uh, there's no guarantee that they're going to start right away. They're probably, I would definitely say that J.C. Horn's got some time before they mm-hmm. put him back in the lineup. But do you think these two impact players are going to make any sort of real impact for this team moving forward? I hate to say it. I don't think so, man. It's going to add a little more depth, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, again, when you look at the schedule, uh, you've got some pretty tough games. Now you got obviously this weekend with the Cowboys. Uh, you're at the Titans who are really hit or miss. Uh, they've get the bucks twice to finish out the season uh, in, in three weeks. And then at the end of the season, uh, you've got another matchup with the Saints and Falcons who have already both beat this Panthers team. Uh, you get to host the Packers, which it should be a winnable game considering the Packers are, are as bad as I expected them to be <laughs> preseason. Uh, but then the Jaguars, man, the Jaguars look really, really good. So I don't think there's necessarily any 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 game on this schedule going forward that looks like a real winnable game. And it starts with this Sunday as they play host to the Dallas Cowboys. Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff. The Cowboys are a 10.5-point favorite. I think we can both say uh, with with a lot of confidence that we are, we're going to be playing this sound again <laughs> next week on the show with another loss. Do you think there's any way that the Panthers are able to hold Dallas to this, to under this spread? Once again, do I have to answer that question, Ryan? I don't think so. I think we're, we're both, we're, we're both in the understanding. I wouldn't have been one of those people that marched on mint with everybody this past weekend, but, um, I, I can see where, where patience is wearing thin yeah. uh, with, with but, Carolina Panthers. What you got to understand right here, Ryan, is if there is a squad. I remember you saying this on Tap House and Touchdowns a couple weeks back when I was a guest host on your show. You talked about there's three teams that you despise in college football. If there's a squad and all the squads in the NFL that I would love to see this L happen to, it would be the Dallas Cowboys. And that's why – it breaks my heart to say that Carolina's not going to do it. I would love yeah. to see Carolina do it. I would love to because of my disdain for the Cowboys. But I, I, I'm, a, I'm a realist at the end of the day. I'm right there with you. Shannon, anybody you want to shout out before we sign off tonight? I do want to shout out my good friends Megan and Tanner, who hosted a great Friendsgiving this weekend. I really thank them for that. Also, and Ryan, I'm really sorry, man. I hate to do this, but I got to shout out. The North Carolina Tar Heels for beating Duke in the dying seconds to get that Liberty Bell, to keep that Liberty Bell in Chapel Hill. Good job, Drake May, and good job, Carolina, for a great win. I hate that I missed that game because it went to two Ooh. overtimes, and, and Duke was held out of the end zone for a two-point conversion to, to, for, for UNC to win that game. North Carolina's got a big game this weekend against uh, fellow South Carolina football team in the Clemson Tigers. Uh, where's my Gamecocks uh, have a tough matchup at home, albeit a night game against the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, listen, uh, Shannon just mentioned it. If you want to find me on social media at Tapouts and TDs on Twitter, uh, go follow my, my, my Tapouts and Touchdowns podcast on Facebook.com slash Tapouts and Touchdowns, where we do wrestling shows on Mondays, football shows on Wednesdays. Uh, and make sure you go and like and subscribe uh, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, as well as this one. Uh, But until then, you may exit the cat cave.
But make sure to listen to more Carolina content uh, and more just general content on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. And again, more Carolina Panthers theme podcasts on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network powered by the Fans First Sports Network. For Shannon Smith, I'm Ryan Frick, and we'll see you next week right here inside the Cat Cave.